what is the worst thing that can happen to you? Anyone want to call out an answer to that? Yes, car accident. Well, some people think that dying is the worst thing that can happen to you. They feel as though that's it, it's the end, there's nothing more that comes after that. Christians, however, have God's promise that dying is the best thing that can happen. Doesn't matter whether you're young or old or somewhere in between, death for Christians is the beginning of something more beautiful than we could ever begin to imagine. How do we know that? Because it is a promise that we have from God. And it's in several places in the Bible. Most likely every one of you have experienced the death of a loved one. I think it's comforting to know that after death, whether it's sudden or prolonged, our loved one is whole and healthy and rejoicing with God. Most of you know that my husband died several years ago from brain cancer. And I knew that after he died, as long as he was in heaven with God, he was okay. And because he was okay, I would be okay. And I have been. God continues to care for me and blesses me over and over again. I'm not making light of the fact that without someone special in your life, there are moments, perhaps days, where that sadness um, comes back and you're lonely. But with God, you are not alone. And today, we are here to celebrate life. As Pastor Andy's already mentioned and you've already seen, today is All Saints Sunday. We will be remembering those who have died during this past year. But what is a saint? A saint has been described as a person acknowledged as holy or virtuous and typically regarded as being in heaven after death. A saint's also described as a virtuous, kind, and patient person. If I ask you to name a saint, who would you say? St. Teresa. Paul. Well, in the Catholic Church especially, uh, there are many saints, many biblical saints that they remember and recognize. Um, St. Peter, St. Paul, the ones you've mentioned certainly are some of the most familiar. There are saints of old. There are saints living today, and there are saints that are going to come after us. There may be someone that you admire, and you have said to them, you are a saint. Saints are often someone who is faithful and who shares their faith. Many of you here this morning are remembering a loved one who died within this past year. I also would like us to remember that in the past year and a half, there have been many deaths from COVID. So many people have gone on to be with the Lord, and maybe some, unfortunately, have not. But in Montgomery County alone, as of today, there have been almost 2,000 deaths. And in Pennsylvania, almost 32,000 deaths from COVID in this last year and a half. I'm guessing that 
Most of you that are here or are listening via live stream are familiar with the passage that was just read from Revelation. God was giving John a vision of what heaven will be like. Revelation may be the last book in the Bible, but it's only the beginning as far as God is concerned. God has something prepared for us that's beyond what we can imagine. In the beginning of the Bible, we learned that God created the heaven and the earth, the animals and the plants, Adam and Eve, and then gave them this wonderful garden in which to live. And God looked at everything and he said, it is very good. Then sin entered and everything changed. However, in today's passage from Revelation, we learn about our eternal life with God will then be free from sin, pain, tears, and more. It will be a new earth. The earth as we know it will not last forever, but after God's great judgment, he will create a new earth. There are several passages in the Bible that tell us that. God also promised Isaiah that he would create a new and eternal earth. The sea will be gone as well. Why? Because in biblical times, the sea was viewed as dangerous and changeable. It was the source of the beast, and it was also a symbol of separation, land and water. We don't know how the new earth will look or where it will be, but God and his followers, those who believe in him, those whose names are written in the book of life, will be united and live there forever. There may be times that you feel as though God is so far away, or maybe even unaware of what you're going through. When believers die, there's no more separation from God. The New Jerusalem is where God lives among his people. And instead of our going up to meet him, he will come down to be with us, just as God became man in Jesus Christ and lived among us. And wherever God reigns, there is peace, security, and love. I don't know about you, but I think we all wonder what life will be like after our earthly life. There's so much we don't know. There's so much we don't understand. But we do know that God said the holy city, the new Jerusalem, is described as the place where God will wipe every tear from their eyes. And wiping away every tear does not mean that um, there's a denial of crying. Even Jesus cried. But God moves us toward healing. There will be no death, pain, sorrow, or crying anymore. This passage of scripture from Revelation 21 contains some of the most comforting words found in all scripture. In the message translation, it says, I heard a voice thunder from the throne. Look, look, God has moved into the neighborhood, making his home with men and women. They're his people, and he's their God. In Living Above the Level of Mediocrity by Charles Swindoll, he writes, while the kingdom is full of righteousness, peace, and joy, it isn't a physical, tangible thing. It isn't something that we touch or see, 
And furthermore, this kingdom isn't something we can actually hear with our ears, even though it is powerful. If that isn't mysterious enough, I should add that while it's unshakable, it isn't visible either. How about that? We're supposed to seek something we cannot feel or hear. And we're expected to embrace something that is intangible, inaudible, and invisible. God's kingdom is a synonym for God's rule. Those who choose to live in his kingdom, though very much still alive on the planet Earth, choose to live under his authority. Death and eternity are mysteries, aren't they? We don't know how or when our death will come, and we don't really understand what heaven and all of eternity will be like. My understanding is that it will be just like earth was when Adam and Eve lived in the Garden of Eden before they sinned. It will be like earth without any sin or any evil or pain or sorrow. Best of all, God will live among us. We will be reunited with all of those who have gone on before us and those um, who will come after us. Or perhaps Christ will come before we die. We don't know what our future holds. I think sometimes it's better if we don't have all the answers ahead of time, but we can keep on keeping on because of God's promises. Max Lucado in The Applause of Heaven wrote, the most hopeful words of that passage from Revelation are those of God's resolve. I am making everything new. Max says it's hard to see things grow old. I wish I could make everything new, but I can't. I can't, but God can. He restores my soul, says the shepherd. He doesn't reform, he restores. He doesn't camouflage the old, he restores it to new. The master builder will pull out his original plan and restore it. He will restore the vigor, he will restore the energy, he will restore the hope, he will restore the soul. When you see how this world grows stooped and weary and then read of a home where everything is made new, tell me, doesn't that want to make you go home? Max continues, what would you give in exchange for a home like that? Would you really rather have a few possessions on earth than eternal possessions in heaven? Would you really choose a life of slavery to passion over a life of freedom? Would you honestly give up all your heavenly mansions for a second-rate sleazy motel? Great, Jesus said, is your reward in heaven. He must have smiled when he said that line. His eyes must have danced and his hand pointed toward heaven and a life of freedom for he should know it was his idea. It is his home. The best thing we can do now is to live life to the fullest and make every day count. 
Those who love God can look forward to eternal joy. Our sins are forgiven and our future is secure forever. Philippians 1.6 assures us, And I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Those who can endure the testing of evil now will remain faithful and will be rewarded by God. We can read all the earthly writings we want, but the best way to begin to understand what eternal life will be like is to trust what the Bible tells us. In Revelation 21, it says that God will live with us. He will be our God and we will be his children. As far as I'm concerned, it doesn't matter to me what anything else is like, but knowing that I will be living with God is the greatest reward that I can possibly imagine. Heaven is simply where God is. It's the place where God and humans will be reunited and evil will be defeated forever. Our scripture passage from Isaiah gives us the same assurance. God will swallow up death forever. He will wipe away the tears from all faces and he will remove the disgrace of his people from all the earth. This message is for the whole world. It's a promise of the overthrow of evil. I think we wonder about many things. I don't know if you've thought about it or not, but sometimes I wonder, you know, what, what will I look like in heaven? Will I be able to understand everyone? Will we all speak the same language? What will we be doing? It's okay that we don't have all the answers to our questions. We simply need to trust God's word. Today we remember the saints who have gone before us, the saints among us, and the saints that will come after us. We remember the love of Christ as we celebrate the sacrament of communion. Think how amazing it will be one day when we are seated at the table with Christ himself. We can only imagine. Let us never forget the sacrifice that Christ made for us so that we could be forgiven and experience the joy of life eternal with him. Those who believe in the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and accept him as their Lord and Savior have something to look forward to, not something to fear. By believing in Christ, we reserve our place in God's new creation and we can have permanent hope and eternal life. Jesus and believers from all times and places gather with us today. We are the communion of saints. Rather than fearing what is to come, let us fill our hearts with appreciation and hope. We're not finished yet, so let us look forward to the new heaven and the new earth and our time of rejoicing and communing with the saints. God assures us evil will not win, so let us live in hope. British poet Thomas Carlyle apparently once said, our main business is not to see what lies at a distance, but to do what lies clearly at hand. Please know that Christians can face death with confidence and peace. 
Last Sunday, Pastor Andy preached about the atonement. Commentator Eric M. Hen wrote, the atonement brought about through the death of Jesus and the power of reconciliation that flows from it, it's intended by God to extend through a restored humanity for all creation. Indeed, as the vision of a new creation continues to unfold in Revelation, the distinction between heaven and earth simply falls away. Heaven quite literally descends to earth, radically renewing it. In the process, all of life on earth is restored to God's original intent for it. Evil will be banished, hope restored in all things made new. Hear those words, hope will be restored. Cling to that word, hope. If you remember in a recent sermon, I suggested you think of hope as hold on, pray expectantly. You are not alone. We all need healing and hope of some kind right now. In describing the new heaven and the new earth, God said, write these words down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. Again, this is God's promise and our hope. We only have a certain amount of time to love and to live well. So I urge you, I challenge you to do all the things you want to do and say all the things that need to be said while you still have time. Restore broken relationships and do your best to be a saint to all of those around you. Live life to the fullest and live with eternity in sight. Share God's love and compassion with those around you. No matter how difficult life might be right now, there will be a day when God calls you home and every pain will be gone, only to be replaced by incredible joy, spending eternity with God and all the saints that have gone before us and the saints that come after us. We think about those we will be reunited with who are already there, but think about it. Someday, someday your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren will be reunited with you again as well. Today might seem like a somber occasion, but we are here to celebrate life, not death. We remember with joy, not sadness. And we remember that the ending is really the beginning. Imagine that. Are you ready? Amen.